1: Go to Bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at Bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. Bluenile.com code LISTEN.
2: The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top tier lineup. With Leaf Davis esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is you win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
0: The season is finally here and it's the small matter of 40,000 Macams to talk about. And Sky Sports on Sunday. Welcome to the first preview show of 2324. This is the Blue Monday podcast.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast resplendent in orange. Ben this is our 9th ninth- season nearing our seven hundredth episode and as always we're discussing if you stand up or down since twenty fifteen. I'm Richard Woodward and this is the pre-match I brought to you in partnership yet again with our great friends at the Greyhound Pub in Ipswich and we're every every week to give you the inside track on town's weekend opponents. This week as Ben said it's Sunderland and we're gonna talk all about it. This is kind of these weird situations, Ben, where two hosts on the same pod but so we're (laughs) gonna go back and forth aren't we but uh, have you got the kind of New Year starting school kind of vibes, or are you a little bit? It's Thursday. We've got a bit of a wait, haven't we, with Sunday?
0: Uh, well, I'll be, um, I'll be fully on Chipper Wednesday in Southampton. Um, oh, you've got a
1: triple header, haven't you, this week? Tomorrow, oh, cool, yeah, I'm cool. not, I'm not
0: at the game, but I watch it on my channel. Um, to be honest, that I'll, I'll wibble my way through tomorrow. I might do some transfer stuff, and then once. Once I see players walking out onto a pitch again, we'll we'll know it's all beginning again, and I'm sure there'll be some some lovely stories. By the way, everybody, do say hello in the chat. Do hit the thumbs up button. Uh, we will. There's lots of good stuff coming in in the chat as well. We'll try and intersperse that, Rich, as we as we go, and we'll do um, sort of full on questions. But can I dive straight in before we get to Sunderland? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ashley's not the only person to comment on this. Uh, Norwood to Oldham what's that all about Norwood move is a strange one Uh, just quickly Rich give me your take James Norwood I score I saw excuse me in that huge game Barnsley Sheffield Wednesday which kind of turned the season a little bit in our favour playing for Barnsley and scoring right at the top end of League One he's gone to Oldham
1: yeah and what with two days left of the, before <laughs> yeah. the season starts as well? I mean, I'm not really sure what's going on there. I, I was pretty certain that he was well liked at Barnsley and made a contribution. I think he had a year, a year left. Apologies for my ignorance, but I don't know. Are Oldham National League? Are they they're not League Two, yet, yeah. Are they?
0: So Oldham um, went out of League Two a couple of years ago. They had that dreadful. I don't want to say his nationality in case I get the wrong nationality. But they had a dreadful owner. And do you remember the remember fans protesting. protesting on the pitch all the while? And yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't want to go off on my spiel. I can, my first ever, well, not my first ever game, but the first ever goal I saw at Portman Road was scored by Oldham as they were getting promoted to the top division as well. So, yeah, um, I don't don't really know why Norwood's dropped that. He'd been linked with, linked with Wrexham, hadn't he, as well? Which yeah, I it seems obvious. More.
1: Um, but yeah, obviously there's a lot of money sloshing around the National League and maybe that's a factor there, but it's a, it's a, definitely a changing of the guard at Barnsley, isn't it? Um, obviously Duff's left and gone to mm. Swansea um, and ownership issues off the field there as well. So yeah, not really sure what's going on at Barnsley, but yeah, I mean... Norwood continues his career, doesn't he? It's just it's just a strange one. Yeah,
0: probably he'll probably score a load of goals, won't he? Well, um, did you want to talk, Rich, uh, about? And I don't want to use the word disappointing. The week's not over, and remember, in terms of registering transfers, we play on Sunday, so we're actually talking midday on Saturday, not midday on Friday. Not that you're likely going to register a player on Saturday and have them involved on Sunday, but quiet. Week, I don't know if we had ideas above our station when we've seen Austin trusty go to the Premier League for what Sheffield United are are calling a sizable fee. And Luke McNally, he would have been so good, wouldn't he? Has that gone through to Stoke? Yeah, it was confirmed on Wednesday, wasn't it? Oh, Christ. Um, So what's your your take on, on this? I don't want to use the word disappointing because the transfer window has another... Few weeks to go, but what's your sort of take on transfers and whatnot?
1: It's a bit of a double-edged sword, isn't it? Because on the one hand, our budget clearly allows us to shop with clubs of a greater stature currently than we are. I know there's a lot of, you know, Championship clubs in for these types of players, but we need to remember that we've literally just come out of League One. We've, we're relying a lot of the reputation of McKenna to attract players, which is working in our favour a little bit, but. I guess there's the positive that we are shopping and looking at really progressive players, Ben. But are we setting our targets too high? Are we being a bit unimaginative, perhaps? A lot of teams, including Sunderland, who we'll talk about later, are shopping in the kind of European market. And we haven't really done that. But there's a lot of players linked to are moving on elsewhere. And it's frustrating, isn't it? But as you say, a long, old time to go. And the rumours continue. Do you want to talk to us about Axel. Um, I, he was going today, wasn't he? I
0: remember trying to get an Axel F chant going for Jonas Axeldahl at Ewood Park in Bradford, and then someone will tell me in the chat, I think it was Lee Carsley, scored after about 10 seconds or something in the game, we, 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 we shut up then. Damn um, script, yeah. so Axel Tuanzabi, I, I think he's a... Uh, someone will correct me in the comments. I think he's a free agent, but yeah. my memory of Axel Tuanzabi is when Aston Villa went up. They obviously had Tammy Abraham and Tyrone Mings on loan, but Mings was the left sided centre back. And Zabi was the right sided centre back. And you're kind of thinking, uh, he's a he's a player. But it's one of those where Rich they get trapped in they're at this elite club and and not I've played a few kind of cup games and stuff in Man United. Someone will give us the numbers in the in the chat. Not quite good enough there and then a loan doesn't kick off. But then Manchester United will probably want 8, 10 million quid for someone to sign him. So he goes on loan over and over again. Um, a, a bit of a high-level Matthew Pennington situation. and in the end, I was
1: thinking Everton players, actually. Yeah, yeah, exactly right.
0: You end up at Shrewsbury. But a um, good player. Um, I, I think it. Craig was sort of talking about it, it more wants to be a left-sided centre-back. But well, I, I like him. But again, someone could quite easily say... Yeah, Ben, you're talking about the 2018 19 season. It's a long time, a long time ago, isn't it? So that's that's my take on him. I liked him a lot then, but what do you
1: think? It's another one where you kind of think, are we going to be in the? uh, Is he in our in our budget? In our, you know, is there going to be higher higher echelon teams looking at him? I I I think obviously this is inaccurate and with a pinch of salt. So apologies if I've got this wrong, but his wages are pretty chunky as well. 50k has been mentioned and. (laughs) Stuff like that, you know that that's that's big that's big fry for us. So, well,
0: Rich, I'll rephrase what I said. Then that's not Man United not wanting to get shot of him. That's him not wanting to get shot of his contract. No, anymore, exactly right, and you no. can't
1: blame him for that either. No, got uh, no. Yeah. Uh, so I, I agree with you that if we're gonna if we're gonna go all out and I was going to use a very unfortunate word. If we're gonna out of the budget at a player, I'd rather they are a player that we've got a definite vacancy to fill and right side... Feels like Wolfen's got that locked down. So I'd want a left-sided centre-back if we're going to spend the big bucks.
0: Yeah, and I mean, we can talk about... Do you know, the funny thing, and I don't think it's come up on the podcast, is Kieran, Kieran McKenna's a clever fella and he did start with a three at the back and no one's mentioned it in in terms of an actual... I know we've mentioned, uh, you know, a, a player coming out from full-back into midfield or whatever to make it a kind of nominal free squidging over or whatever but you never you never know what a Ooh. you know what a third center back could actually could actually do to the uh, strategy um guys keep the uh comments going um Jonathan I think he's been a free agent for a while so not sure what that tournament's a so fair can't can't argue with with that um, David
1: oh, he's right, we're gonna we're
0: gonna count these this we year, love you, it, David one of our kindest um, uh, subscribers there, David. Thank you so much. Five euros on the super. Going to Leicester, apparently. Okay, maybe you there you use, go. Maybe you And this sticks.
1: is what happens at the moment. Every every time we're linked with a player. I think Raksaki's off to Leicester as well, isn't he? So, oh, he's not, is he? I think so, yeah. But uh, hey, we've, got, we've got Hutchinson, haven't we? So.
0: You said um, Leicester are giving you Newcastle, Mike Ashley, Rafa Benitez vibes, just sweeping up all the players, everybody, doing what... Rangers Talon and Celtic do in the, in the Scottish leagues just hoover God, everything up, yeah. <laughs> and um, Liveramento looks like he's going from Southampton to although the Saints fans I've talked to have said Chelsea get a massive um portion of the of uh, because of a sell on fee. So I was just going to say we might see them and Leeds as well hoovering everybody up. I think, yeah, they're talking about um Rak Saki in, in the chat, excuse me, rather than uh, to Anzebe, but. Yeah. Um, do you want to get into Sunderland then, Rich?
1: Yeah. I, I, what a great game to start the new season back in the Championship. It's one of these ones, Ben, where we're kind of, there's a lot of similarities between the club's trajectories. We're kind of like a year on delay, which is gives Bodes well, because obviously last time out, Sunderland finished sixth and got into the playoffs, lost ultimately uh, a really fascinating away leg at Luton. Were you, were you at that game? I was there, yeah. yeah. It, and it and it just felt like maybe a little bit of inexperience, a lack of physicality, probably just ran out on Sunderland. Which do you know what
0: it felt like? It felt like Brentford in 2014-15, where they like got to the playoffs three years before they were supposed to get to the playoffs. Right, okay. Do you know what I mean? It was yeah. like, they're, they're on a good trajectory up, but they they weren't ready. And I'm sure you're going to point out Dan Neal and... Oh God, another a fullback played. Said, um, Danny Bart and Dan Ballard weren't around and Luton just went, okay, Except we are going to beat, beat you up tonight. But sorry, continue.
1: No, I, was, I remember watching that game and it reminded me of us against Sheffield United, us against Bolton in the playoffs before we made success of it. But a lot to like about Sunday. A massive club, big stadium. You know, it's going to be a hell of an atmosphere and an occasion on Sunday. And lots of... You know, lots of these weird kind of links between the clubs. Obviously, a lot of ex-players. It's a weird, well-trodden path, Sunderland and Ipswich. Um, that Mikey did that an doesn't excellent. feel right, does it? It doesn't. Get on the plane, get on the coach. Mikey did an excellent um, combined mm. eleven there. And we've still got loads of leftover players that could have got into that team as well that you, you know, care to mention as well. So I really like that. And Mog are in charge there as well. We know Can that, I just
0: question we, you straight away, Richard? a more loved, beloved manager of another team anywhere in the division. Surely he's the no. most, isn't he?
1: And, and I think there's a sliding doors moment that Sheffield Wednesday game where he's caretaker manager 2002, I think. I think we beat them or something or maybe we lose to them. And I think, you, you kind of think if Mogger had got the job after Burley we might have had a totally different history and, and it just mm. felt like a little bit too soon didn't it but totally agree mm. that a lot of affection for Mogger, obviously a club legend and scored at Wembley and all that and and to be fair to him I think he was probably a bit of a surprise appointment at some when Alex Neal went to Stoke did, yeah, the, did a fantastic job got them playing a really attacking style obviously we know he likes to play possession style but we'll talk more about the kind of personal and the way they attack but there was a bit. There was question marks about him in the summer, weren't there, Ben? After they lost in the playoffs,
0: Rich. Not even in the summer. The day I don't know where it came from. Whether it was could even be. I I wouldn't have thought it was from Mogger's side. But literally the day after they lost in the playoffs, there was someone leaked something from someone's agent or someone's lawyer or someone leaked something. Um, but ultimately, there was there was nothing in it, which which I think is good because certainly the Sunderland fans I've spoken to are more engaged and more kind of happy than they have been similar to us actually than they have been in in years and years but I totally agree with you I think every Sunderland fan would have been more than happy to finish the season with Alex Neil but obviously he had other ideas presumably I'm getting the idea that he wanted more control over the transfers and as we're probably yeah. going to talk about um, if you're the Sunderland manager, you're you're not having any control over those because you're gonna get these kind of exotic, fun players coming in from um, everywhere, and most of them are under 21 as well.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, 20 year, 20 years at the management gig for for Mogher. He's you know West Brom, Celtic, Borough, Coventry, Hibs, Blackburn, Sunderland. He's he's done their rounds there, hasn't he? And I, I'm really delighted for him because I think there's a point where managers maybe have a bit of a shelf life. And he's definitely kind of got a second wind at Sunderland because I think it ended kind of a bit... He'd done well at Blackburn, didn't he? Didn't he get Blackburn on the edge of the playoffs as well?
0: And I think he did really well at, at Blackburn. And especially now, um and when we talk about Venkies and we talk about Blackburn, we're not talking about Venkies when they first came in and they're releasing chickens on the pitch and miss, Mr Ronaldinho and, oh, we didn't realise we were going to get relegated and all that stuff. But Mowbray had sort of two or three different teams there and different styles. And um, there's a certain young player we're going to talk about now, but built one around Harvey Elliott and this Ben Brereton-Diaz coming in from the left to be a striker. That was all That was all Mo Brown. We, we all remember the opening day of the Paul Hurst era and it was Danny Graham and Bradley Dack and we're going to talk about Bradley Dack again. So I think because like you say, he's been a manager for 20 years and I, th- I don't want to get into deciding how other people are perceiving other people because he's sent centre- of old centre back, Northerner, old English bloke. I think people judge him like he's Nigel Pearson when he's not. Oh uh,
1: yeah. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Unfair rap. Definitely. Um, lot of love, as you say for him. Um, just finishing the point on narrative and you know around the opening game, Ben, um, you talked about it being on Sky, it being on Sunday afternoon. Um, our head to head overall with Sunderland is pretty good actually. Well, it's pretty even 23 town wins to 24 Sunderland wins and nine draws. However, here's a quiz question for you since Sunderland moved to the Stadium of Light in 1997, our away record there in all competitions, um, 12 matches. Um, what would you say our Sunderland's win record is? I can tell you that they've got more wins than us. But how many of those 12 have Sunderland won?
0: Most of them. I, I remember when they got relegated. Oh, do you know what I remember? Who was our CEO? Milne. What was his first name? Ian. I, I remember a picture of Ian Milne celebrating. Was it a Joe Garner...
1: Yeah, in their relegation season, the first Sunderland till I die season, I think Coleman in charge. I was there for that one. Yeah,
0: so that would be seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, we must have. They were Ellis Short pulled all the parachute payments, didn't he? And yeah, so I would say they've won nine, we've drawn two, and
1: lost one. So, Southern have won ten out of twelve. Okay, is one draw and one ITFC win. So, not a happy home life. Well, for them it is, but not for us. Not a happy, <laughs> a not a happy time. place for us to go. So, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a tough one. But yeah, lots of fond memories. of going to the stadium. Real light. Should I give you some stats from last season as well? We like to do the stats in the pre-match yeah. show. But um, uh, their match records or their their you know sixth position, as you mentioned, won eighteen of their games, drawn fifteen, lost thirteen, a plus thirteen goal difference. Um, but lots of interesting stats. Fourth, the goals scored. Fifth, for overall possession. Fifth, for tackles per game. Second, dribbles per game, Ben. You know, the, we'll talk about <laughs> the wide some players. That's Pat Roberts
0: and Jack Clark, isn't <laughs> it? Exactly
1: right. Um, and fouls won as well. So they're picking up those fouls, those dribblers too. Um, so, yeah, definitely some high-performing stats there. Interesting that um, a lot of their points run on the road, actually. 30 out of the well, 69 Rich, were at home. 30 can I come away.
0: in and try and give some kind of explanation? So... Yeah. In September last year, I think, Sunderland went to Bristol City and I think it was virtually the only game they had Ellis Sims and Ross Stewart up front and they beat the hell out of Bristol City and everyone's kind of going, oh, don't fancy playing against that front two. They both got injured and what you've mentioned, they ended up playing like a front three of Pritchard, Clark and Roberts who were all about five feet seven, five feet eight and all just really really dribbly. So that'll explain all the dribbles and all the away counter-attacky I
1: was going wins. to ask you if it was a counter-attacking kind of style. It sounds like it Did, is.
0: Well, do you remember the goal they scored at the Magstad or whatever it's called to select in at, at Reading? It scored an absolutely beautiful, probably I thought it should have been the goal of the season, but they always go for a foot like a traction engine Alan Partridge goal, don't they? But this is why, Rich, when people look at Sunderland from last season... You can't just go, oh, sixth place team must have been good, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't straightforward. There's loads of caveats to this this season. Sorry, go go, go ahead with the stats.
1: No, no, you're, you're right. That's, that was the punchline I was getting to. There's a lot of weird, you know, goals for slightly more away as well, you know, points more away from home. So there was a lot of things that kind of jumped out for me. Um, the big thing, let should we talk about the recruitment? Because you mentioned it already. You know, we talked about the, the Luton game may be being, being a bit eye-opening for them. The recruitment has kind of tried to remedy that, hasn't it? Two centre-backs have come in both over six foot, shock, but both been 21 or under. It's a bit of a strange strategy, isn't it? And a lot of money spent for for Jensen Silt from PSV, who will miss the game on Sunday due to an ankle injury. But it's, Damn. yeah, some money. Sp- oh, oh, yeah. A big <laughs> opportunity for Hurst, isn't there? Um, but yeah. um,
0: Ballard and Bath are both fit now, aren't they?
1: And they've got triantis the other center back
0: the Aussie as well the aussie guy yeah. as well
1: so they're clearly they've been trying to address some of these deficiencies but interesting where they're shopping isn't it
0: i i think it's great i, yeah. I really i really really love it and you're gonna we're gonna talk about this lad pierre equa in midfield who looks really good fun i think they have got the lad bar as well the the winger they they seem to be like youngsters coming through or European. The, the only thing, and I, I was on a Sunderland podcast the other day, actually, and I said that the only doubt is where's your, where's your Sammy Morsey? Where's your 29, 30 year old guy to link all this. It's probably Dan
1: Neal. who's like 22 yeah. or something. Well, Luke luco was put there. Yeah, exactly. Know. Yeah. 11 bookings last season for him, by the way. Yeah. Right. Pretty so, true.
0: I mean, it's, it's, it's Danny Bart, obviously, isn't it? But yeah, I, I think it's great and it's not just um you know people get very excited and they incorrectly use the word money ball for any kind of transfers that are just vaguely interesting when that's literally not what money ball was but this looks to be fairly joined up and we we think some of them you know you've mentioned Jensen Seal already and um Equa as well and Clark okay I'll give that as a money ball one someone who'd gone for a big move flopped and needed rehabilitating and he's been same with Patrick Roberts really no one would touch him in the end he'd been on loan everywhere and I think he had a big move to Man City when he was younger from Fulham possibly someone correct me in the in the chat but yeah it's very it's very fun very innovative and um, they don't mind a gamble and they're already a kind of Coventry post um, Brentford post Ben Rama being sold, levels of signing. So I'd be really excited about the recruitment if I were a Sunderland fan. And as an Ipswich fan, I know we've got our thing with the British guys, but
1: I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind a bit of it either. No, I, I totally agree. There's, there's, a, there's definitely opportunities there. You talked about um, taking punts on players or speculating there. Talk to me about the acquisition of Joe Bellingham from Birmingham, because there's got clearly... Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of anticipation and, and hope on that signing rather than maybe expectation. You know, brother, obviously, a Galactico now. Well, what did you think about that one? Um,
0: well, everyone always comes out and says the younger brother, oh, the younger brother, he was the better player, but he never he never made it or what have you. So I don't know. There's got to be a certain element of gamble because it was sort of high one, nearly nearly two and million half, I think. Yeah. quid, wasn't it? So... You don't know, I mean, if he's got... Um, the, I mean, we're seeing Rhys James's sister have the same DNA as Rhys James now, so may- maybe the DNA thing just, you know, just kind of kind of works and he will... I don't know. Um, there is a young player who's even more hyped than Joe Bellingham, obviously, and I was going to say about Chris Rigg that I've not heard as much hype for a wonder kid. I know we're going around in a big circle here, I've not heard as much hype since Jude Bellingham as I'm hearing for Chris Rigg, this lad who debuted at 15 in the FA Cup um, in January. And what I'm hearing is um, in pre-season, he looks absolutely fine. And we all know Tony Mowbray had Harvey Elliott when he was about 12 years old and literally made him the key player in his team. So... Maybe this is a good time to play Sunderland before this one kid actually actually gets going, um, as well. But if you're spending two million quid going back to Joe Bellingham, Rich, um, he's he's a starter in a couple of months, if if not straight away, isn't he?
1: It's got to be, yeah. I mean, you mentioned Bradley Dack coming in as well, m- m- getting the old band back together. <laughs> it does appear to be, you know, obviously, I'm a, I'm a Diallo key man last mm. season, Loney It's kind of a little bit of aggregate replacement that you're going to have to do with there. But the, the striker situation seems to be the most um, difficult for them. They brought this guy in, Samedo or Hamir, I think he's called, who from Benfica's B team, scored against Mallorca in a preseason friendly last week. And was signed as kind of a development player, but I think he's going to have to play. He's going to play, isn't he? Yeah. They haven't brought it. I think they've got bids in according to moga for a striker, but... Ross Stewart is um, linked with a move, but he's also injured and out until September, September with an ankle injury, yeah. isn't it? So the question mark for me with Sunderland, you know, we we talked about trying to sort out the, the physicality of the back, but where are the goals going to come from? And Dak, he won't be ready either, will he? He's, he's been injured too. So big question marks in the front end of the pitch, aren't there?
0: Yeah, it's nothing new from last season, but you're right because, you know, it's, kind of predictable, either Jack Clark dribbling and setting something up, Diallo, who's obviously not going to be there, um, cracking him in from here, there and everywhere. But, you know, they did go a long time without... Without, Obviously, you can going to be way better with Ross Stewart, who's an excellent striker. Um, but I guess what I'm saying is they probably, will it, probably won't be bothered. They'll probably expect that they can, you know, create chances... You would well, what would you rather face? A big Hulking Scotsman who, you know, is a one in two striker in the championship who's gonna play right on you, or, you know, three smaller lads coming in. But what what I've heard about this Hemir lad is he's and I never like to hear this, he's big but he's not a target man. Oh, okay. I, I'm always kinda of like, Well, well, why not? You know, yeah. at least at least play your size, even if it's not totally what you what you want to do. But I don't know. What would you rather, what would you rather face? Hulking big guy or the dribblers?
1: Uh, well, the dribblers are going to be out wide, aren't they? Let's be honest in the Sunderland team. Uh, it's, it's weird. Um, maybe a bit funny. I thought George Hurst would be a perfect fit for Sunderland. Yeah, you would know, he's the kind of player that a lot of teams will cover and a lot of teams will be interested to see how he gets on, but he seems to be the fit for me there. I mean, yeah, Stuart, um, 13 appearances last season before he got injured, 10 goals, three assists. So pretty prolific there. And then Joe Gelhart came in, didn't he, from Leeds on loan, and didn't really eight three goals and eighteen appearances. So I'm not sure he's going to be yeah, coming back. I don't know back. why that didn't I don't know why that didn't work. Like think... on, on yeah, Pater, play. Yeah. yeah, interesting one. But yeah, it's 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 definitely I think, as you said, like maybe a good time to play them, but there are still plenty of big names at Sunderland, aren't there? You know, you mentioned Danny Bath, you've got Lyndon Gooch, your Luke O'Nines, your Corey yeah. Evans, your Alex Pritchards. There are still plenty of experience in this team, isn't there? And and that fearsome Sunderland atmosphere is always a, a 12th man as well, isn't it? So it's not going to be too... And Pritchard's he- a,
0: another one in the rehabilitated Moneyball camp, because he went to Norwich for... Yeah. Loads. H- Huddersfield
1: is it? To Norwich 8 million or something, wasn't it? I think it
0: Oh yeah, no, I don't know which way round it, which way round it was, but there was a one giant fee that got, maybe it was Norwich to Huddersfield. It was a huge fee. I can't remember exactly, but um, yeah, he looked, he looked like he'd been hung out to dry and, you know, proper, really good, creative dribbly championship, championship player.
1: Set piece wizard as well. Formation wise, I think it's a, Four, two, three, one. But it's this—it's this attacking three that we need to talk about. Last season, it was Clark, Diallo, and Roberts. I mean, that's that's fearsome, isn't it? I mean, there's a lot of goals and assists in that trio. Um, do you want to talk to us about the wide players because that's that's primarily where the threat comes from, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and I know we're going to get to us, Rich, but the the worry is um, not only the Clark in red and white down that side of the pitch, but the Clark. In blue and white, who's not going to be down that side of the pitch? And as much as we're all sort of fans of Janouin de Denasien and really grateful for what he's done, he's proved me wrong about 50 times in his. You know, I've thought he'd, you know, would have would have been long gone, and here he is, and he's probably going to start back in the championship. But yeah, that's going to be a rough afternoon if um, if they get. I A a lot of the ball or B they get us on the on the attack. There, you feel a little bit sorry for Roberts if he does have to play down the middle because he's you know he's no he's no size, is he? So um I, I I think it might be the lad Hemir, um, maybe like Pritchard or Roberts in a ten, or maybe Roberts out on the right, that sort of that sort of thing. Depends. I don't know whether they'll play a three in um Midfield, like you mentioned 09 and um equa and um neil so i know i've just done two separate formations there but <laughs> um yeah i i think they'll go with the big um was it portuguese him here
1: i think so he's from he's from benfica that'd be my guess yeah though.
0: so yeah I, I think it's it's work cut out and We've got to remember about our team is they haven't done a lot of defending for the last three months. <laughs> no,
1: that's a good point. We haven't been really faced a huge amount of pace either, have we? It's just bombardment and physicalness. So it's going to be a interesting back to the fire, as we keep saying. And worth knowing, Jack Clark joint top assist in, in the Championship last season. Um, 43% of Sunderland's attacks went down that right-hand side. That's the second highest percentage for attacking locations. So, yeah, clearly a strategy there to get down that right-hand side. So, as you mentioned, um we will miss Harry Clark certainly. Any go on.
0: No, 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 sorry. No, you're just, I, I, was, I, I was, was the wrong side of the picture. Some bad.
1: profound moment. Was no, no, that no, no, no. I was going to ask you if there's anything else on Sunday because I think in terms of the pre-season program, just worth mentioning, um actually had a 100% record until... Um, they drew by, in the is, I mean, And then it? Hartlepool. I was going to mention this Hartlepool defeat. I mean, a lot of rotation. I think I don't think a lot of the players that started against Hartlepool will necessarily play. Um, but it reminded me of Charlton away um, pre-season friendly. Was it 17-18 when we got six yeah, 5? Yeah. You know? Was it 6-1? Were you there yeah. for that one? I think I you did the I've witnessed, didn't you? Yeah,
0: it's the very first one. First one we ever did. Yeah,
1: yeah. So... Uh, people reading too much into friendlies. Um, the highly one is maybe not, not one to read well, too much into.
0: And Rich, can I put to you? This is Brownie in here. Chris Rigg is the biggest name of them all. What do you do when you're starting this season and there's this 16 year old kid who obviously, by the end of the season, is gonna be in the team? It's it just seems blindingly obvious. And I remember what they Birmingham like with Duke Bellingham and our mate John was telling me. You know, oh, he's gonna make his debut in the in the Carabao Cup or or what have you, and then he's right midfield and you're kinda of like, come on, what are you doing? And then, then he's central midfield and you're like, Okay, we get it now. But uh, I assume we'll see him off the bench. But what what do you do with this Wonder Kid when it's you know, we had a similar thing with Kieran Dyer, I guess, where it's like, Oh, he's wing back and it, it's just inevitable that they come across into the middle of the pitch in the end. But I suspect we'll see him, but how would you play it if you were Sunderland?
1: Yeah, I think you've got to, you've got to ease him in a little bit because the trouble is he's got a reputation now. And, you know, you mentioned the likes of Morsey Luonga. They are not going to be afraid to give him an introduction to the, mm. you know, the dark arts or what have you. So you've got to be delicate with him a little bit. But but if, you know, we talked about a little bit of the issues where they've got with their squad at the moment, uh, you know, uh, there's no... if. You know, the cliche, if they're good enough, they're old enough or what have you, you, just, you know, get them in there. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I, So it's a, uh, yeah. Uh, there you go. Mugga will do that as well, isn't he? He's, he's scored on that that way of thinking. So. Oh, maybe
0: yeah, yeah. So that that's what I, I think by the time we come to play, I don't know when the second game is, I suspect he'll be in the team.
1: It feels like by, there's a lot of players then. like yeah. like that with the Sunderland team. And again, maybe, as you say, good time to play. Any, any more to add on Suddenly before we start speculating on what Kieran McKenna's gonna do? No,
0: just yeah, just everything you've said, good side. Um Ross Stewart not being there is obviously we don't want players to be injured, but is is good news for us that that's that's a help. Um we'll we'll talk about us, but yeah, just a, a very interesting very interesting side and some momentum from last year. But let's move on to us.
1: Yeah. And if you're a Sunday fan watching, by the way, do give us some of your insights in the comments in the chat as well. We'll come to those later on. Um, let's talk about us because the issue for us is now we, we talked about obviously not making the, the two to three signings albeit I think Ashton was, as you mentioned on the pod that we did on Sunday, that's that's by the end of the window, not, not this weekend, but we now got a few injury worries and we don't really know what the story is with, with Walton. We obviously know the story with Clark suspended, but also an injury doubt to Broadheads question mark, Luongo. Um, so, yeah, what's your take on this? What do we do here? Is is there a maybe a formation change, as you mentioned? Because Leif Davis has kind of been experimented in this floating role, isn't he? So, yeah, what do we do? What do we do, Ben? Help.
0: Well, I suppose, and correct me if I'm wrong, if all of those players are not around, you're going to see Kladke in goal. You're going to see Danassian... At right back, I think we discussed that Burns is not likely to get moved back into that spot. Um, you'd hope there'd be enough, maybe with um, Amari Hutchison. And uh, I know the lads on the pod the other day saying you want to kind of ease him in and bring him off the bench in this one. But um, in, in terms of Broadhead's absence, um, you know who's going to be the other side to to Chaplin. Um, so you just assume like-for-like like swaps, but you, you can't sit here and deny that that severely weakens the, the team, can you? All, of the January
1: trends, all the January reinforcements pretty much, isn't it? You know, the ones that got us over the line, but obviously we're speculating at this point when it's Thursday when we're recording this, and I'm sure Kieran McKenna is possibly keeping his cards close to his chest anyway. But as you mentioned, Broadhead would be a miss. Obviously he had a loan spell, a pretty decent loan spell at some point. Yeah, they really ones, like they? him, yeah. So that would be a miss. But Harness has had a really great preseason as well though, hasn't he? Yeah, so true. you wouldn't be too worried about him. The midfield situation, similar kind of story to with Taylor, isn't it? That you'd want to ease him into the team. So but if Luongo's not there. I'm on the
0: other page there, Rich. Um okay. I agree with Joe on that. That if you've three year contract, well, get him in. Um, that's that, what we did in January, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's my take on Taylor. But I you know, I I I accept that your arguments are perfectly sensible
1: one Shall we um I've got nothing else in terms of us I mean it's weird to start talking about how does McKenna set us up Ben because you mentioned like League One it's win the bloody game isn't it you know score more (laughs) than the opposition what what kind of is there going to be a mentality change it's it's interesting to see how McKenna gets on at this level isn't it
0: well you'd still imagine and I, I don't want to be. I know we've we've been accused of being arrogant Ipswich fans by lots of people this close season. But and this is based on the way Sunderland had success and the fact that they don't have a big fella up front to hold the ball. I think we might have more of the possession. So I think it could still be that type of game. Um, I, I think I think I agree with what Joe said the other day, Rich, that you you accept that you're weaker, but that you've worked damn hard on your um, pattern of play and you roll with it, I guess. Um, There's obviously the fear that you're upper level and that you're in front of 40,000 and the team you're playing finished, um, you do the maths, 19 places ahead of where we did last season. And it it could come unstuck, but it could certainly certainly go the other way so i think there's a bit of holding holding your nerve and we all know we've had managers in the past here who would take one look at this and lock it up and play for the point wouldn't they yeah you know and so, then get beat <laughs> uh, one nil yeah without yeah. laying a, without laying a glove on on the opponent so uh, what would you do
1: i i don't think mckenna's got an, another way of playing i i it would be interesting. I'm really in- fascinated to see how we get on. If I'm honest, I, a lot of people have been on a bit of a ro- roller coaster the last two weeks, haven't they? Because a lot of one to twenty four, a lot of pundits, including uh, like a second place prediction this this <laughs> today, I think on Thursday. You know, a lot of people getting a lot of excitement from these predictions, and all we've of us talking up our chances. Rich,
0: we've become the fashionable, trendy, high
1: potential, yeah, or we, something.
0: which is. I's not the greatest, is it when because no. a, a lot of times with hipster behavior and I'm going back to my times in um in bands and in Camden and um East London and whatnot there's not actually a lot of thought goes into that It's just you know i I want to appear to be you know progressive or whatever and um sometimes you know progressive up, yeah. thought is you know incredibly. Yeah, clever and, and well thought out but sometimes it's just people trying their absolute hardest and I do think there's a a, a certain amount of that isn't there
1: yeah so I, I think a lot of people have ri- kind of read into that that we're going to be favourites maybe you know and then you've got the downer of the injuries and the transfer business so I, I I kind of it's weird to say it Ben I take a point do you know what I mean it's back to the championship and back to taking that away point but to be honest you, you you want to start the season relatively positively and uh, you know narrative wise we said a ground where we've got a crap record new division for us some injury doubts perhaps you know in the way point at Sunderland there's nothing to be sniffed at is it so anyway there will. I
0: think we'll, as well Rich you've got to you've got to do this in blocks as well and forget that Leeds game for the minute if you're saying Sunderland away Stoke home QPR away and you start it with a point and there's possibly a three hopefully coming from one of those two then that that point looks looks all right in context with what might happen down the line so yeah but i suspect and we can ask the chat if we were sat here and Walton was fit and broadhead was fit and clark wasn't suspended yeah it's a great we'd point be like come on then
1: yeah, one
0: championship. Let's see how good you are, you know. Yeah. And it just knocks your confidence um a little bit, doesn't it?
1: Well, should we do that? Should we because we 'cause we're gonna go and do predictions in a bit. Uh shall I do some plugs and we'll get people's views yeah, yeah, yeah. on how we'll line up yeah. um and any questions stick a queue The best question tonight, um, and if this is an incentive, then fantastic. Best question will give someone season access to Telegram. New Unbelievable. Season, new podcast, super generous. You get telegram, you get telegram, no. One good question gets telegram. Um, we'll pick it at random or we'll pick it on merit, won't we? So we'll do that. But let me, let me do some plugs while Ben's going through the comments.
3: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss.
2: That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
3: Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with Talksport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there. Supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process.
1: We are brought to you again in partnership with the Greyhound. Obviously, with next week in mind, the best place to go pre-match. So go and support the Greyhound and you'll see some of the Blue Monday team there, I'm sure. But key news for us, we will be back on Sunday Flagship show straight after the final whistle on Sunday, so not the usual eight o'clock start time. We'll we'll come in there, and as Ben mentioned on last week's pod, we will be re- be the replacement pundits for Sky. So come and join us in the <laughs> chat after our one order draw at Sunderland for episode seven hundred. Ben, can you imagine so seven hundred? So do join us then. We've also mentioned Mikey's combined eleven video. Um, to answer Mullet's question, um, what Ben and I think it's good it's <laughs> good yeah no, this is it it's not even a benign no criteria. Dictatorship. It's, it's just a dictatorship it's, no, a it's a fix
0: it's a fix but um no no no, no there's the answer hang on yeah not posed by <laughs> <laughs> Perfect.
1: what is it got it right in one in one what is wins what is wins no we'll have a we'll, we'll try and do a question but yeah mikey's combined 11 video definitely worth a watch as well go and check that out as well and if you've got this far as well do give us a thumbs up and um a subscribe if you're new to the channel as well we are here every single week giving the inside track on ipswich town's opponents Um, We will also be here after the fact as well, talking about the game as well. So get involved in lots of other random stuff too. If you want to continue the debate throughout the week, then our Telegram group, as we mentioned as well, our messaging group, um, really great stuff there. The transfer group is being shut down and reappropriated back to the matchday chat, which will be great on Sunday as well. So do come and join us there two weeks for free and then a subscription after that. Um, And we've got a promo on our merch as well at some point next week. Everything you need blue monday itfc.co.uk um and i think that's very thorough ben i don't think i've got anything else i'll hand Um, it to you someone's
0: just posted in there this is from the club twitter um probably worth talking about luke chambers has just retired someone will give me the number in the chat 800 he was about 30
1: and and about 39 appearances off a thousand efl appearances as well
0: so the first thing I would say is congratulations to Luke Chambers. I understand the big split on the kind of frustration at the era that he played in. And, um, you know, you, you you can't do anything about the era that you're either born in or the team that you're you're playing in. And yes, we understand he may not have got into some of our greater teams from history, but, you know, he... Gave everything for the for the club, didn't he? And um, eight hundred appearances you, is a is a hell of a run for um, Chambers. So sorry,
1: eight hundred. appearances. I said a thousand, didn't I? Yeah. seven hundred. According to Wikipedia, seven hundred ninety-one career appearances and three hundred and seventy-six of those at ITFC. And you look at, I, I totally agree with you, Ben. I, I was one of those people who was advocating for Chambers to win Player of the Season in the relegation season, and I know that a lot of people kind of got triggered by that, but. It's so hard setting the standard when you know that everything around you has fallen apart. You no, know, managerial changes, utterly dysfunctional. But year after year, 100% effort. You know, 44 appearances in his first season, 46, 45, 45, 46, 37, 43, 31, 39. You know, and Chambers ever-present, almost ever-present. Um, and, and Rich,
0: it's, it's not like he didn't know his place in the football no, exactly, run. Yeah. I always remember under Paul Hurst we were at Birmingham and we went two nil up before half time. John Nolan scored a, I think Pennington scored and John Nolan scored a really good goal it's a bit muggy it's a bit smash and grabby and we ended up drawing 2-2 and I just remember Chambers coming over to the away supporters at the end he was like I don't know what to do I genuinely don't know what to what to do here you know there's They've taken Murphy away from me and Waghorn away from me and yeah. Goldrick and Selena and, you know, all of, all of that good stuff. And yeah, um, I, I think it's been, um, it's been debated. Rich, what can't be debated? We've been talking about what a good question is. I can give you some examples of some really bad questions here. <laughs> um, where if is they're it? so
1: bad, they're good. Then that might. So
0: this one's awful. Right, where are yeah, Joe and Craig? Right, 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 right. They're great. So that's. Uh, Craig F, um, so that is an example of a terrible question. I bite my
1: tongue on that one. I can this give it an one then.
0: is equally as bad from Skip. When are the A-team back? So that's another example of of a bad question, let's just say. Um, is, should we take some of these then, Rich? Yeah, can, can I just dive on this? Because I am friends with um, Ryan and Justin from the Second Tier podcast. Did you see the Second Tier pod predicted it to finish second? Um, really good friends with those guys. They are aware... Of certain marketing strategies uh, with their content and um, creating conversation. Uh, let's just say so um, they they know their they know they know their football, but um, yeah.
1: I mean, it's not a, maybe it's not a stupidly controversial choice, but yeah, there's yeah I can understand a bit of a strategy around that one.
0: Yeah, um, right. You can take this one then, uh, Rodders. Uh, will we have our socks blown off by a statement signing before deadline day, or a
1: marquee signing? Um, <laughs> I, I I wouldn't be surprised if something happens out of the blue. I you know I, I quite like Mark Ashton's style with these kind of surprise signings, unlike George Hurst, where we knew for two days it was going to happen because we were stalking him. Um, God, yeah, I'm I'm changing my mind. Actually, I don't think I don't think there'll be anything before Sunday, and I say that to tempt fate. So I think the question said yeah, deadline day, though, Rich. Did it say deadline day?
0: I think so, yeah. So okay. as in September 1st.
1: I, mean, I think there'll be two or three and I think there'll be a couple more loan signings possibly as well because I think that might be where we go and we end up having to go.
0: I agree with you. I don't think, I think by statement signing, this person probably means two and a half, three million quid, you know, biggest signing in years basically. And I'm, I think we'll still collect the 1.5. Uh, yeah, you know, I agree with that. that maybe
1: a, of... a, a Premier League loanee with a chunky loan fee kind of what i'm expecting
0: uh richard will burgess be our rock at the mm. back this season
1: i mean unsung hero last season i'd love to see burgess succeed at championship level partly because it means we haven't got to go and get another left well we do need a backup left center back don't we but i love burgess to do that and he's got pedigree isn't he, he came through at fulham and um, made his debut at championship level so why not i i love burgess so good on him i hope he, I hope he has a really good strong starts the season
0: Uh, Neil what sort of team do we see put out against Bristol Rovers Wednesday what with injuries etc
1: it's not our priority tournament is it and our second string should beat Joey Barton's Bristol Rovers shouldn't it I don't know got flashbacks to last season and (laughs) Valentine's Day Uh, I think it'll be a massive rotation slicker and goal that kind of stuff
0: Um, have Ben or Rich ever been the hipster choice I think we can all answer that in one word look
1: at the glasses look at the glasses (laughs) he's got a beard look at him (laughs) My
0: beer's like proper grey now. It's just it's just ridiculous, oh, it's isn't it?
1: Rid- yeah, stupid.
0: Um, oh Christ, who has the best pod room? Mine gets a cute Rich's got the best pod room and we'll we'll move on. Um, I will say, and um I, I know this is not the thing of the pod. I had a smart meter installed today and I realized how much electricity this pod room uses now. It's <laughs> got little... so
1: much light as well. Yeah, it's, it's
0: ridiculous, ridiculous it. isn't it? Uh the 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 questions, questions questions. Here we go, Norman. Uh, Richard, could we see Chaplin on the left, Taylor at number 10, double pivot of Morsi yes. and Evans on Sunday, um, regardless of the actual personnel he's um, put in there, you know, sort of this idea that if you pop um, Taylor in as a as a number 10, that he can drop back and make it a midfield three. I, I don't want to wanna, um, put words into his mouth there, but doesn't sound like the worst idea in the world.
1: No, no I I just thought I, I saw, I mean, it's <laughs> drawing conclusions for friendlies. I was at the Maidenhead game where Taylor made his first, first appearance and he didn't really make a massive contribution on that. I know it's really early days. I mean, yeah, Chaplin on the left is probably the bit that is the question mark for me. I, I'd be surprised if ever Evans plays as well. But you never say never. And McKenna's probably got something up his sleeve maybe. And yeah, not a bad shout you had
0: a while to think about it, hasn't it? Yes. Um, yeah. Jason makes a fair point. A lot of these predictions, they're they're the data led ones, aren't they? Where and we've got to remember our data was off the charts oh, good. Ten re- lose a
1: game, fifteen. Ridiculous.
0: Games, but all the underlying stuff was mental as well. But it was that was then, and and this is this is now. And I think we can all agree it it won't be. You know, our our data for those last fifteen games would have been better than Burnley's in their ten game winning streak in the championship last season. So that's, it, it, yeah. it kind of does not doesn't add up. Lots of nice comments about Luke Chambers. Um, Annie, is this a good question? It's a terrible question. And, and by the way, Annie is a Bristol City fan. Oh. And he and I have made a pact. We're not speaking in the week of the Mark Ashton derby. I'm probably not going to go on, <laughs> not going to go on Twitter um, here. When is Ben going to get matched today? So that's very, very very kind. Yeah, um, I think the 12th of never. Well, that one, I, isn't it?
1: Well, Talk to us, Ben, because you made an announcement on your. You've, oh yeah, yeah, oh, good stuff, haven't you? A Good announcement today.
0: Yeah, so on Thursdays now, um, you've got Rich and Seb at eight o'clock. I'm going to be on on my channel with Sam Parkin from seven till eight. The so Sam Parkin, the <laughs> Sam, the Sam Parkin of um, who did appear on the, on the pod last a great year. A interview didn't you? with us, yeah. Uh, good interview that wasn't it. But yeah, so if you wanted to lengthen this out, and Rich is already pitching Thursdays as Watch Blue Monday and then Life's a Pitch. Yeah. After we we're it. speaking
1: to chambers next what a bloody exclusive for them
0: chambers have that oh yeah. christ no no one's gonna be watching me and parking next I hope, week I hope, I? <laughs> I
1: hope they knew in advance that he was retiring because if the club have just ruined yeah. it like we didn't ask him damn it but yeah there's three hours of content there so ben we need to get i'll do an promo advert or something but, yeah yeah so um, you what's your what's it going to be what you and sam it's called do? a
0: championship check in and we'll, we'll do it as a podcast as well but this is this is Blue Monday time, and you okay. can find you can find out about it on my
1: Ben's channel is excellent. Go and my, go and give him a follow, and also go and watch the Twitter. watch along tomorrow night as well. Sheffield Wednesday, yeah, Salampton, that'll be good.
0: Yeah, that'll and that, I tell you what, that'll give us a good idea of what a League One club who scored ninety plus points, um, how they're going to go against a U One parachute team. Um, I don't believe it. Mullet's actually asked a sensible question. Yeah. Forgive me as I come back in shock here. Will there be a live pod this season, Richard?
1: Almost certainly. Yes. Watch this space.
0: Okay, uh, Sam. ITFC dark horse this season. Uh, Ladapo or maybe? Ba- I like that oh. question actually. Yeah. Uh, Sam, out of okay. those, out of those two, I'd think Ladapo was the yeah, more likely love ready to dark score. horse. Yeah.
1: I've kind of got this. The, there's a group of players that I that you want to like. Or you want to have success. Burgess is one. Harness is the other. Freddie Ladapo is a great shout there from Sam. Sam's winning so far. <laughs> uh,
0: Dominique, uh, with the increase of transfer fees around the top of the table in the Premier League, do you think uh, the owners will put a larger amount into transfers if we stay finished mid-table in champs next season? Are you wanting me to rant on about money?
1: Kieran Maguire, I mean, FFP's <laughs>
0: alarm bells are ringing for me. No, don't. Yeah, so... No, probably is the, is the answer. It's, it's now, um, boring as it seems, it's now about building stars and building value on the balance sheet. And I'm going to say this repeatedly over this season and prepping somebody to sell on. And it's going to be yeah. a player who we love.
1: Which is probably. what Sunderland are doing, that, aren't they? With their yeah.
0: yeah, exactly. And um, look... Look at Coventry's transfer window. About, have they done Haji right yet? Has that gone through?
1: Well, there's a few three and a half odd million deals that went through this. Yeah,
0: well, month. that's going to be like seven million. And that's where you've got, okay, is there someone in our squad who's going to go for 20 million euros at the end of the season? No, probably not. Because that's always a striker, isn't it? Unless you've got um, Chris Riggs. There, unless, unless you've got 18, 19 year old, yeah. an 18, 19-year-old central midfielder who's just bossing it's games. super high something. potential, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, I mean, to Dominique's question, I do think the owners will put a larger amount in, but um, his his comparison there is to the transfer fees around the top of the table. And I mean, look at it: what ten million Harry Winks, seven million Connor Cody, Shay Charles for ten million, who's played twenty-one minutes of senior football, Ethan Ampadu seven million going up to ten. That's that's a fair bit of trading away for us and we don't have the cojones to do a faux sun. And frankly, who who wants to do that? It's, you know, just blow through the rules and gamble everything and you know, look at Sheffield Wednesday, blah blah blah. Anyway, I don't want to be disillusioned. Um is it true? Um oh dear, I'm gonna read that one. Uh Louie Kiefer Moore back. I don't think that's happening, is it?
1: No, I, I wouldn't want it to either. I, I Yeah, I'm still scarred by that whole experience. Yeah, leave him, leave it at Bournemouth.
0: Um, Michael, Ooh, balls are in the midfield so he can drop to make a back three, five. I understand the sense, but haven't we got to a point now where we've got a nice pattern of play where maybe we would rather lose the game than try and draw it doing that? No offence to Michael's... Suggestion no, no, rich.
1: Well, I and I think Ball could be a good option in centre mid alongside Morsey if we need him as well. So I wouldn't get too clever, but I, I Ball is the fourth player in my my quadrology of is that <laughs> a word? Is that a word? I'm making it up. <laughs> I don't know. I'm having it of players that I want to do well who I like. Yeah. Um, where do you think
0: Bagot will feature this season? Ad, I'm Stevenage. in the top ten of league. Oh, Stevenage is the link now, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, if, It'd be an eye opener, wouldn't it? I, d- I don't think it might do him a load of good. Maybe six months with Steve Evans. Hang out I'd, with Steve Evans, yeah. I'd, I'm going to Stevenage on Tuesday night actually to see, oh, him, play, see him play Watford. So yeah, um, Charlie. Any oh, this is ridiculous. Rich is going to be the next James Bond.
1: No, unless James Bond likes to sit behind a desk all day editing podcasts.
0: Yeah, right. Uh, very good, Davis, for ten to fifteen million yeah, next. Yeah, that is still likely, doesn't it? He's got to. Uh, not he can't do the numbers he did last season and but you know the a good step up and he starts to become the one i always compare it to is you remember lloyd kelly for he was bristol city wasn't he and i think he had one one season and he was up for 10 12 million or whatever it was um when he went to bournemouth so um, and a serious question: Did you expect the highest spend in the Championship, going off the fact that you spend in League One was considered high? Um, I probably did expect them to have spent more by this point. So I think that's actually a yes. I don't know about you, Rich.
1: I I think that was a deliberate strategy to spend in the in League One, where we haven't got the FFP constraints, so that we didn't need to spend as much in the Championship. But I was expecting maybe two or three signings around the three four million mark, rather than yeah. I never thought we'd
0: half. get. I never thought we'd get up. That high in the first window, I okay. don't think, but I could that that could be me being
1: just one, yeah, maybe one like the marquee signing, the statement signings we keep talking about. But...
0: It's just weird though, Richard. Um, since we signed Matteo Sereni for five million quid, the rest of football has gone on, and it's very you know, like you speak to Leicester fans, and they they find it odd that you think signing a 30 year old defender for seven and a half million pounds is. Is mind-blowing, but it's completely normal. And this has just passed us by, hasn't it, as a football mm. club for the last 10, 15 million, you know, transfers, you know, sorry, 10, 15 years. You know what I'm some Mixing my metaphors then. But, yeah, it's. I, I'd love to get into that space, but it needs to be done responsibly and it needs to be totally. done on the back of good good sales, bringing money in and that you're not
1: yeah, investing. Should we do some predictions before i forget and which who was can, the
0: best question was it oh, sam's? I think
1: sam sam's question was wins where was me. it
0: not not dominique's one there what sam's you, what are you
1: saying
0: gary sam yeah, so, yeah sorry sam? dominique
1: uh, we can give dominique a uh, half a season how about that <laughs> if you email um blue monday itfc at gmail.com sam and dominique you might need to preview identities uh, we'll sort you out something. Dominic, we might sort you out some merch perhaps. But thank you everyone for for asking your questions. Get your predictions in right now because we're going to have a look at ours. Um, I won't bother with the music. Um, no, no, but, I want to hear the music. Okay, well, it was just a little bit of... Editors, I much love to editors for continuing to allow us to use their song as well. A ton of Did love. Did I
0: see Ed had contributed to the late involved in the as Friends well. of Blue Monday as well? What so a man! Really
1: so we love Ed. We love editors, and obviously
0: all the people that contribute to that, not just. The oh rock yeah, stars. your names
1: will come up at the end as well. So keep an <laughs> eye for that. But yeah, I, I think it's a little bit long. But anyway, let's let's go for it. Bit I liked a, it. The burst with the there's brass in it. It's quality. Um, yeah. Let me put up on the screen. You uh, Get your Ipswich Sunderland predictions, anything else you want to predict in the championship this week. We will continue this. Um, do check back in next week because Seb will be wearing a T-shirt to denote <laughs> his failure to beat me last season. Um, here we go, Ben. Um, should okay. we talk through some of these? I mean, the first one, top of the list, you watch along tomorrow. We're all yeah. predicting Southampton. There's no real surprises there, is there?
0: No, I, I think there'll be some kind of feel good at, at Hillsborough in terms of, you know, them being back up a league. But you'd think Jay Adams and Alcaraz and uh, Adam Armstrong coming off the bench. they'll it's just that too much for them, aren't they? It
1: feels like it as well. Not a huge amount of excitement. At Blackburn, we're predicting I Anir's mean, pretty Bristol City. We're all predicting to beat Preston. Um, Borough Millwall's an early kind of playoff kind of Game there, mm. all home advantage. Um, Plymouth Huddersfield, um, all predicting a uh, home win for Plymouth. You've gone for a two-goal margin there against Neil Warnock against his old club, isn't yeah. it?
0: So, you can imagine Plymouth taking the lead in like the fifth minute or something. Um, and Huddersfield pushing, then Plymouth going 2-0 up, then Warnock throwing eight strikers on, Huddersfield scoring, <laughs> and Plymouth nicking one to, to win it 3-1. I just think it'll be. I, I think the mood will take Plymouth home in that one, I think. Home
1: advantage is going to be huge for them, isn't it? Yeah and, yeah. and Schumacher, we talk about Mogger getting the old band back together. You've got Azaz, Mumba and Whittaker back at Plymouth as well. Do you feel any stronger about their chances of, uh, you know? Uh,
0: I, 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 is, I It's difficult because um, <laughs> because their fans kind of behaved in a certain way at the end of last season. It's... They're a very likeable story and the manager is extremely likeable, but I really, really want to like them. And hopefully we can grow to like them uh, during the season. I do want them to, to to do well, even though there was, um, yeah, a slightly a strange of sort of vibe. Wasn't there. Yeah, it's, so a bit, sure it's a bit odd so. at the end of last season, wasn't it? But...
1: Um, Leicester Coventry, you're, you're there on Sunday, aren't you? I am, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're going for a draw. Do you you, you had some ex- working for that, didn't you? Yeah, I,
0: I don't think Leicester will be having it yet. And Mark Robbins is just, he's at the peak of his managerial powers at the moment. And he'll he will have something up his sleeve and they'll probably snatch an equaliser in that or something.
1: And um, finally, uh, Leeds Cardiff, we're all going for a, feels like a home banker there. That might be an Acker ruin, isn't it? We're all going for a hat-trick of, one all draws so it. <laughs> Exciting. Thank you to Ed, who's predicted from the Telegram group. Um, one all, no surprises though. Ben feels like inevitability. Wait,
0: do you remember in League One when Sunderland had like I don't know twenty one all draws in um, in the space of about forty games or something, didn't they? So it was all, one all was always the safe safe one. But look, being sensible about this, Rich, especially if George Hurst scores to get that monkey off his back in terms of never having scored a goal in the championship. I think we will be really, really pleased to get Clark back and maybe Broadhead back. And I think given Stoke have signed so many players, I and Portman Road's is going to be full and hopefully it's going to be sunny. If we took a point and then went into the Stoke game, maybe with a couple of players back, that feel good if we if we had four points from the first two games would be um I'll probably be totally wrong. I just feel that there's more chance of beating Stoke next week at Portman Road than there is of beating Sunderland.
1: But I'd love to see it. Right. You know, so I I agree with that logic and and worth noting we will be back this time next week to talk all about Stoke as well. So do join us for that. Any predictions in the chat that we want to throw up on the screen? Anyone gone for a four, two or a um, five nil?
0: What have we got here? There's, There's a, a lot of consensus.
1: Oh, Charlie. 3 win
0: for the town. I'll take that. 2-1 town, 2 all. 1-1. 3-1, but not sure I'll we'll get the three. 2-1 uh, defeat, a uh, few 1-1s there. 2-0 defeat. We're fairly mixed, actually, aren't we? 2-2, yeah. 2-1 uh, Sunderland. 1-1, mm. uh, one town win. 2-2. I mean, the good news is it doesn't feel like we're grossly overconfident. It feels... no.
1: Overall, it's netting off, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, uh, again, though, I suspect, had Broadhead, uh, Clark, Walton, all the boys been fit and not suspended, I I think there'd be a few people expecting us to go there and lay down a bit of a marker there. So, uh, it's a shame. It's a shame we can't do that. But as I said on that Sunderland podcast the other day, Rich. We cannot moan, as Ipswich fans, right now. If there's any time we, you know, we should be chuffed after the last three months, it's it's now. Look, if we lose on,
1: that's, when did we last lose?
0: Uh,
1: last- oh blind. Um, I can't remember.
0: <laughs> I'd quickly tell us in the chat. It must be early February or late.
1: It was. Oh, it was a crap. Was it Oxford? No. Oxford. Oh, now Oxford was December, wasn't it? No, there was an Oxford away game in turn of the year, wasn't there? In January.
0: The foggy one.
1: Yeah, the foggy one. That was the last time we lost, wasn't it?
0: Oxford, says... When was that? <clears> January. <throat> that was
1: January, wasn't it? We lost for seven months. <laughs> <It's gonna laughs> what are feel you complaining weird. about, folks? Come on. Yeah, it's going
0: to feel weird. We, guys, Ipswich are going to lose a game at some point <laughs> It's it's gonna happen. It's gonna feel weird, isn't it? Yeah. Well, the there's a, there's a
1: positive we need. To That's we can't end on that, Ben. We need two positives no. to undo that negative. Well, uh, firstly, thank you everyone for joining us in the chat and getting involved. Do give us a thumbs up. Do subscribe if you haven't already. Do join us again on Sunday. For the flagship show, we'll talk about Ipswich's one or draw, as I mentioned. Burning the cup, yeah, kind of, yeah. it's
0: positivity. Result there doesn't matter. We're in, a, We're in the bloody court. championship. We'll yeah. take
1: that, yeah. And enjoy it, guys. Enjoy yourselves. Football is back. We're back here on the Blue Monday podcast. Ben, thank you for your expertise. What time are we on on Sunday night, Rich? Straight after the game. it be about like 730 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. so we'll do that. Are you going to press the buttons or shall I? Who's They've got the host faced off here, haven't we? I'm kind of... You're I'm chilling reclined
0: out. i into my seat now. I'm Hips showing my...
1: chilled out entertainer, out, aren't yeah. you? Thank you everyone for joining us. And um, yeah, we'll see you all soon and enjoy your weekends. And thank you to the Greyhound. Thank you, everyone. See you soon. Come on, M-Switch. Is-
2: It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there, offering much-needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping. But in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurant.
3: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.